The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Between 20 and 30 Irish citizens are expected to leave Gaza through the Rafa crossing today. And the news comes alongside reports that the Al Shifa hospital was entered by Israeli forces this morning, marking the latest chapter in the military operation, which has been ongoing since the Hamas attacks of the 7th of October. Uh, joining me now is uh, Mary Lawler, UN Special Rapporteur on Human Rights Defenders. Mary, good morning and welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Now, what are you hearing yourself from both sides in this conflict? Well, I am in contact with Israeli human rights defenders, uh, human rights defenders from Gaza and also from the West Bank. And the kind of things that I am hearing, first of all, from the Israeli human rights defenders is that there is a huge fear in uh, in um, in Israel, um, and there is huge polarization and huge hostility, and they feel that what is happening is that the basic humanity between uh, that both Palestinians and Israelis are due is is missing, and that anyone who speaks out, uh, for example, to say that Palestinian civilians shouldn't suffer needlessly has to weigh their words because they risk being either verbally or physically attacked. So so that's Israel. Um, in West Bank, uh, 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 Shabar Jawin, um, who actually studied here at one time, uh, he is saying that Israel is committing uh, crimes away from the public eye because they don't want anyone to see. And we know that 172 Palestinians, including 46 children, have been killed by Israel. And also that it is emboldening settlers and eight uh, uh, people in, and one child have been killed by settlers since the 7th of October. And when we get to Gaza... I mean, we've all seen the footage of Gaza. It really is a wound to the soul. But Raji Sarani, who is the who is the uh, director of the Palestinian Center for Human Rights. His house was bombed twice. Um, and Well, it was destroyed once and then he moved and the second place he moved to was also bombed. He tried a few times to reach the south without success. But when he did start, he said five minutes after he started, the Israelis were shooting from the sea a convoy of people with white flags raised. He's now in, in Canunis and again, the bombardment. And I'll just read you what he said yesterday. Uh, he said the bombing in Canunis, and this, remember, is in the south, uh, over the last three days has not stopped. It's the hospital's place to collect dead bodies, but hospitals aren't functioning. Hundreds of hundreds of bodies are in the streets for the last two weeks. 60% of Gaza City and North destroyed and the streets and infrastructure. Tens of thousands are stuck in Gaza City and 95% of no electricity or gas, food in Gaza City and the north is almost gone. And we know about, as you mentioned, Al-Shifa. There are over 2,000 people sheltering in, in Al-Shifa. The doctors there are still trying, but without medical support. Now, we know the Israeli uh, troops are in there now. Yeah. Um, there had been battles surrounding the hospital. There had been, uh, obviously, an exchange of fire. They're inside the hospital now. One presumes that they're not doing anything nefarious to patients or uh, to medical staff there. 
Uh, it appears they've headed for the basement to find out whether or not what they've been claiming all the time, uh, whether Hamas or not there's a Hamas control uh, yeah. centre below yeah. that hospital. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I do think uh, for a start, we need to be very clear that uh, what Hamas did was a complete complete and absolute act of terror. And it created this huge fear in Israel when when all the people in Israel were killed, the 1,400 and 200 hostages, which is a, which is a crime against humanity, were taken. Um, but the, the, the thing about international law is, you know, victims of terror um, have to act in a way that doesn't... Um, that doesn't compound. Yeah, no, we, we've talked about proportionality yeah, yeah, and distinction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah dis- distinguishing between yeah, yeah, protagonists yeah. in a, in and a war and yeah. civilians. Yeah. And uh, clearly, um, the Israelis are using very blunt instruments in that regard. Yeah, they're very, they're very blunt. And if you look at the numbers of dead, you know, f- over 11,000, 11,078 at last count, mm. it goes up every day. Uh, four every time we talk about this, um, you were tempted to go back to the very beginnings of the conflict, which yeah. go back to Balfour and people like yeah. that, the redrawing of the map of, uh, of the Middle East, yeah. uh, the uh, removal, the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians from their own land. Yeah. But in this particular chapter, it was definitely provoked by Hamas, Hamas. Yeah. who knew, they know the form of the Israelis, they knew what would happen to their people, did they not? I suspect they did, but and I'm not making any excuses for Hamas. Um, I was there actually after they were elected and I spoke to the independent commission and they confirmed that it was a free election, that the population were uh, were fed up of the corruption of the PLO. So that's how they got in in the beginning, as far as I can see. But but now that was 16 years ago and there yeah. hasn't been an election since. Yeah, I, this is true. And of course it's true. But there have been deep and decades long violations to the rights of Palestinians. And there needs to be some sort of political renewal by states uh, that have influence uh, to try and get people to 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 talk and find some way forward. Otherwise, violence the, the violence has been coming in waves for so long. It's not an answer, and we saw it in Northern Ireland as well. Eventually, people have to sit down. There has to be a ceasefire, and they have to try and navigate uh, uh, some sort of political renewal. Um, they have to release the hostages. Uh, they have to monitor a ceasefire with somebody like the UN. And I should say here, 102 UNRWA staff have been killed. They, they give uh, 61 have been, uh, people have been killed while sheltering. And they have set over 700 people, 700,000 people sheltering in their, in their, in their buildings. Um, and they give the coordinates you know, to both the Hamas and to to the to the uh, Israelis, but you know, if 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 um, if if uh, it seems to me that ele- over eleven thousand means that Israel isn't able to disting- distinguish between civilians and, as you say, Hamas tunnels under hospitals or whatever. And we've seen the mm. we've seen the babies and the six babies who have died because there isn't power for the for the incubators and uh, you know the the exhausted doctors operating by flashlight, you know, in corridors and in and and in in yeah. I mean the the military end to this may be soon. 
because yeah. the Israelis are inside Al Shifa. Yeah. No doubt uh, they will uh, attack other centres where they believe uh, Hamas uh, control centres are. Um, but they've left. They will have left the ruins of Gaza City behind them. Yes, and you know, I, I as as I said when I was there, the la- I, I was there after two bombardments, and it really is shocking when you see it up close. But this seems to be total destruction. You know that that seems to be, you know, the the aim of Israel uh, to wipe out as much of Gaza uh, 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 in order to get at Hamas. But afterwards, you know, they, 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 I don't know what is going to happen. And they're dragging in uh, other countries now. We've seen Hezbollah and we've seen in Syria yesterday, you know, uh, the, under the, because Gaza is the one that is in the news. We've seen uh, bombardment in northern Syria. So it's, it's a very, very dangerous kind of war. I mean, who are the people who could be influential in bringing about talks? We know over the years there have been various talks in Camp David, the Oslo Accords, and there have been efforts made. Maybe um, President Obama didn't have a go at the Middle East and uh, President Biden uh, just presumed that things were uh, fairly calm. Uh, I won't even refer to President Trump because I'm not sure he actually really understands what's going on anywhere in the world, um, besides in his own business empire. Um so who are the honest brokers that can bring about some sort of political settlement? Well, I think that, um, you know, it was shocking to me when I did my report at the General Assembly in, during the first week of the bombardment that even on CNN, there was no mention of the unfolding tragedy and the risk of genocide. It is a risk of genocide. Um, uh, 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 And it was just concentrated on Israel and the hostages, which of course they have to do. And I condemn unequivocally Hamas's atrocities. But... um, uh, but it's only in the last uh, couple of weeks, I think, that pressure has been building and we've seen steps taken by the EU, who was shameful in the beginning, and the US uh, also, in my view, just unilaterally supporting Israel. Um, but hang, hang on a second. When uh, Ursula von der Leyen went uh, to Israel, you know, th- this bombardment had not really started. The military response by the Israelis had not started when she kind of backed Israel, given the the atrocity that had happened to the Israeli people. I mean, I always try to compare it to here. If in one day 800 people were killed here yeah. by yeah. terrorists, yeah. Um, what would the reaction be? Yeah. So, so then... You know, this, I think uh, it was a bit later than that. I, I don't. I, I, I'd need to go back and look at the look at the dates. But my my recollection is it was certainly a few days into the into the bombardment of uh, of Gaza. But I could be wrong, Pat. Uh, Shona Murray is joining us now, uh, Europe correspondent uh, for Euronews. Uh, Shona, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Where are you as we speak? Because I, I know we couldn't talk to you at, uh, at the top of the hour because you were actually going through a checkpoint. So where are you now? No, I'm, I'm in East Jerusalem. I was, I'm actually covering the story of um, the rise of attacks against Palestinians in East Jerusalem by the police as a kind of as a direct result of October 7th. There's been a rise, as we know, across the West Bank, mm-hmm. settlers uh, attacking Palestinians, the IDF and police also. Nearly 200 Palestinians have been killed in the last few weeks. So I'm sort of, I'm covering that story in East Jerusalem today. So I was just going through a bit of a security um, area, but all good. 
Oh, all good. Um, East Jerusalem is a strange kind of a place because, um, you know, when I was there some years ago, it is where all the holy places are. And um, the time was when you had uh, Christians and Muslims and Jews living in relative harmony there because each wants to protect their own holy places. Um, how has it changed? Yeah, I mean, it's over the years, uh, it, it has just evolved into really a bit of a security nightmare. But as we know, in, in Silwan, which is uh, an area where Palestinians lived, but is suffering a lot of house demolitions, around 10 to 15 house demolitions a month of Palestinian homes to allow settlers, Jewish settlers from around the world to move in because they want to be so close to the Jewish uh, holy sites. Of course, the Palestinians of Silwan, they want to be close to the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Silwan is goes back as far as Jesus' time. There's little pools here where they say Jesus, you know, used to swim in or bathe in, and so on. So it's really important to so many people. And uh, but the the, the uh, sort of violent situation has evolved in a terrible state. That there have been young men killed by Israeli forces by the police over the past few weeks, and people are just devastated, but really scared to speak up as well. What are you hearing in Israel itself since you arrived there uh, about what is going on in Gaza? What are ordinary uh, Jewish people saying? Because, you know, there are those who say you're doing this, but not in my name. You're doing it in the name of the state of Israel, but I don't like it. And then there are others who feel that, you know, there is an eye for an eye. Yeah. um, To be honest with you, the consensus is, of course, Nobody wants to see the bombardment and the deaths of thousands of children and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza evolve the way it has. Um, But people aren't really looking at the same footage or understanding what's happening uh, here in Israel because they're in such shock and complete uh, trauma as to what happened uh, on the 7th of October, specifically because they felt so vulnerable. There were, it was many hours before the IDF or anyone came to rescue uh, those in the kibbutz. So it, Hamas was able to do so much damage. And if you look at the photographs of how Hamas was able to take people out of their homes, uh, handcuff them, shoot them, burn down homes, burn down cars, they had so many hours to do that. And there was no army or police in sight to save them. So they feel extremely vulnerable. And at the same time, their loved ones are in Gaza somewhere, 240 people, little children, elderly people, and they'd like to see them return. They need to see them return. So nobody's really focusing on the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, even though some people are saying, we, you know, not in our name. We don't want to see the slaughter of these innocent babies, newborn babies in incubators. It's not their fault. But at the same time, they'd also like to see the end of Hamas. They also know that even if you were to kill every Hamas militant in the Shifa hospital or around there, because they believe that's where Hamas are, have a command center, they know that the ideology of Hamas, you know, will never die. And until there's peace and a two-state solution. Yeah, that that is uh, the fundamental problem. Um, that trying to even do the geography of a two-state solution, given the separation between the West Bank and the Gaza Strip and uh, how that would be run, how that would be organised, given that, uh, as you say, the ideology of Hamas, which is to destroy the state of Israel, um, is something that it might be very hard to negotiate around. Uh, Sean, I think we probably lost you there, but thank you very much for giving us that update. Finally, Mary, it's not a very... Um, optimistic scenario. You heard from Shona how ordinary Jewish people feel. They are concerned about what happened to them on the 7th of October and where their loved ones are, where the hostages are. Uh, 
probably under heavy bombardment from their own side, which is, you know, a difficult uh, pill to swallow because it, it could turn out that the IDF will actually kill some of the Israeli hostages in the bombardment. Um, but that feeling in Israel that what was done to them on October the 7th was so awful that they'll turn a blind eye to the atrocities that may be being committed by their own side. Yes, and that's why I said, you know, at the beginning, Jessica Jessica Montel from Hamakud in, in um, Israel, she says, you know, people have forgotten the basic humanity of both Palestinians and and Israelis, and we, and we have to get back to that. And you know, the the, the whole point of the Geneva Conventions was to was to uh, ensure that a specific conduct was followed, uh, and it was developed for to for you know to make sure that parties to a conflict abided by certain specific uh, rules. You know. And the problem is that the Israelis are taking a very legalistic view of those rules, saying if you have, um, you but know, military in a hospital or a school, that it becomes that a hasn't legitimate been target. Proved. And any of the doctors that have worked, I was uh, Norwegian doctors, other doctors who you would say are um, impartial, uh, they have never, ever come across this. Now, I, I'm not taking any side here, but I'm just repeating what, what no, they that's have what said. I'm just saying yeah. what the Israelis justification is. Yes, yes, is, is I based understand on that. And I challenge the Israeli ambassador. It's about not alone your legal compass, but your moral compass. It's too. a moral compass. Like there's, as, you know, 60, Shona was talking there, there are 67,300 settlements now, which is a huge number of settlements. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's a fundamental principle that civilians and children shouldn't be targeted in the way that it has been happening. And it seems to me that it's a massacre of, 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 of civilians between Hamas and caught between yeah. the brutality of Hamas and the brutality of Israel. Mary Lawler, UN Special Rapporteur on Human Rights Defenders, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.